when Ebenezer Talks, Sunday Conversations with Pastor Milton Bunting. I want to call your attention today to the epistle of 1 John. 1 John chapter 1, and I want to look at verses 8 through 10. Amen? 1 John chapter 1, we want to look at verses 8 through 10. When you see it, say amen. New century version of God's word reads this way. If we say we have no sin, we are fooling ourselves. And the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he will forgive our sins because we can trust God to do what is right. He will cleanse us from the wrongs we have done. If we say we have not sinned, we make God a liar, and we do not accept God's teaching. If we say we have no sin, we're fooling ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he will forgive our sins because we can trust God to do what is right. He will cleanse us from all the wrongs we've done. If we say we have not sinned, we make God a liar, and we do not accept God's teachings. I want to preach today from the subject, God's position concerning the sinner. God's position concerning the sinner. Josiah, if we were to be interviewed on our thoughts or where it is that we stand concerning various things in our society, each of us in this room would have a particular thought, a particular viewpoint or position on the matter. All of us in this room know for example, our position on the current political climate. All of us in this room have a position or an opinion, if you will, on the church, the pastor and or what the church should and should not be doing. All of us, my dear Ebenezer, has an opinion on raising children. And what's so funny about that while I was trying to prepare this little sermon today, I thought about that example and I wondered and I laughed to myself how so many people have an opinion about raising children but have never raised any of their own. And so today it's safe to suggest that all people, everybody in this room, male and female, have a position on certain issues or matters in this thing called life. But what I want to suggest today in these brief moments that we have together is the fact that we are not only the ones who have an opinion or a viewpoint or a thought or a position on certain matters. God has, my brothers and sisters, a position and he takes position on certain matters as well. The Bible is saturated 
with examples of what God, uh, what position God takes on certain things. When, when you look at being tired and worn down and weary, God has a position or an opinion about it. Listen to what he says on to those of us who are tired, to are weary, who are worn down. God's position is come unto me. All that are laden and heavy laden and I will give you rest. When you look up uh, God's opinion on love, his position is clear that we should love each other just as we love ourselves. When you look up or try to consider wanting change or wanting to evolve, uh, God has a position on that. What does he say? He says some things come but by fasting and prayer. And when we look at sin, we not only are the persons who have an opinion on it, God has an opinion concerning sin and most especially the sinner. And I want to stop there this morning because I wanted to deal with this thing called sin today because I wanted to be honest with you. I wanted to come clean with you. I am a sinner. But I ain't in here by myself. It's about 60 of y'all in here that have that same testimony. Matter of fact, this morning when I got up, I sinned. I'm not the only one in here because you all got up this morning. And between the time you got up and showered, dried off, and walked in this church, you walked in with some sin. As a matter of fact, God takes a position on sin in multiple areas in the biblical canon because he sums it up by saying we all have sinned and fallen short and it amazes me yo yo how we in the Lord's house can have an opinion on everybody else's sin but not our own I don't believe nobody's praying with me what do we need to concern ourselves with today is how does God view our sinful lives I want to reiterate so that nobody gets it twisted this morning or this afternoon. We all have some sin. I don't care how much you read your Bible. I was talking to someone yesterday. and They said to me that they have read the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And I don't doubt they have not. I don't doubt. I did not doubt it. And I'm not doubting now that they did not read it. Some of you all in your leisure probably have done it multiple times. But reading the Bible does not eliminate you from the category of being a sinner. I know some people that pray multiple times a day, but that does not eliminate you from being a sinner. I know some folk that, get, that have, have this uncanny ability to pull out and look at and observe everybody else's sin but their own sin, but that does not dignify or stimulate us to be declared that we are an expert on everybody else's sin but not our own. John, the writer of this epistle, and is viewed as the disciples' inspirational leader. 
He was, if you will, as John 13, 23 says, the follower in whom Jesus loved. And so if anyone knew how Jesus truly felt about sin and the one who was committing sin, it would be John. John paints this picture in the verses for us to see that we all do have some sin in us. And I know you're tired of me saying it already early in this message, but I want to reiterate this again with your pink on. We all have some sin. And since y'all sitting here looking at me, let me see if I can't call the roll because I know black folk, y'all only think sin is smoking, drinking, and running around. There's a whole lot of other sins other than that. This morning, when you got on the phone, and you started gossiping about your neighbor, that was a sin. This morning when you picked up that phone and got in that group text and started talking about who was gay and who was straight, that was, I thought I'd hit home there, that was a sin. Yesterday when you over, 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 over ate all that food, no, you were full, but you just had a case of the can't help it. That was a sin. When you picked up the phone on Thursday and you told the bill collector that you'd pay him come the end of the month and you knew right then that when the end of the month came you wasn't going to have the money then just like you don't have it now but you told him that bald-faced lie. Uh, brother bill collector sister bill collector I promise you I'll, I'll have your money on the 30th that was that was a sin when you laid in bed thinking about somebody that you had no business uh, thinking about uh, what you wanted to do and Y'all ain't saying nothing, so I thought I'd try to prick your interest this morning. And how you wanted to do it and where and what, how and all of that kind of. And don't look at me like that because everybody's been there at least one time. Everybody's been in the mall and turned your head when you. That was a sin. Listen to John from the New Century version of this word, 1 John 1, 8, if we say we have no sin, we are fooling ourselves and the truth that will set you free. That's another sermon for another Sunday. The truth is not in us. John helps us see, Elvis, first, first Dominique, the uh, his position or God's position uh, is a three-point position here. First thing, God helps us to see through the penmanship of, of, of John is a reminder that those who say they don't sin have sinned right then. You committed a sin when you declared you had no sin. And don't y'all look at me funny because we've all been at the dinner table with folk who thought they were holier than everybody else in the house. 
and said, oh, I don't play numbers. Oh, I don't talk on the phone. Oh, I don't drive fast. Oh, I don't do this. I don't do that. I, I don't do anything. You're a liar. You do something. There's not a person in this room that does not suffer from the sin nature. It is not a person in this room that does not struggle with some kind of vice. You commit a sin when, Josiah, you declare you have not sinned, lying about where you were and what you were doing or what time you were leaving or how much money you don't have is not the only form of sin. You lie when you say you have no sin. Lying, like so many other things, is a sin. John says we fool ourselves or we deceive ourselves when we make ourselves think one thing when it's actually something else. I want to submit today, since we've got a nice little crowd and put down some chairs, I want to, I want to submit today uh, that we all have some sin. And you know, I want to say that because I don't want nobody to ever think that you can't come to church because you're a sinner. Because when you come in here as a sinner, you are amongst friends. I wish I had a praying house. When, when you walk in the doors of the Lord's house, everybody is the same. Your shoes might not have cost as much as the next one. Your dress might not be from the same store. Your hairdresser may didn't do your neighbor's hair. Your, your barber may not cut my hair for whatever reason. But on the inside, we all the same. On the inside, we all are struggling with a terrible heart condition that Dr. Kellum cannot solve. My brothers and sisters, we all have something that not only is not of God, but God is not pleased with it. And I want to pose a question before I go to the next point. What is it in your life that God is not pleased with? Y'all not saying, and I kind of figured you wouldn't you. What, what is it going on in your world that God frowns upon? What kind of activities have you participated in this week that God did not get the glory out of? I wish I had a praying house. What is it this week that you've said or done or email or text or, or, or whatever that God was not glorified? Because you do realize today that everything we do, God doesn't always get the glory out of it. Well, Here's the thing I need you to understand. When we woke up this morning, there was some sin in the bed with us. When, 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 when we walked in the kitchen, poured our coffee, sin poured a cup with us. When, when we got in our car, sin got in the passenger's seat. When, when we walked in here and saw this red tape 
on your favorite pew. Sin walked in and saw it too. When we sat down in our pews or in our chairs or stood at the door waiting to get seated, sin stood at the door with you. Every time we raised our hands, every time we lift our voice, sin raises its hand and sin lifts its voice. I want you to understand that we all have some sin in us. And we cannot judge. I'm sorry for those who came, thought they were going to get a good squall this morning. Today is not the day for that. We, 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 we cannot judge others on what we think is their sin when we've got sin. You can't tell me how to clean my house if your house needs cleaning. You, you, you can't tell me that I smell bad if you smell bad too. You, you can't tell me that my truck needs cleaning and it really does need cleaning. You can't tell me how dirty my truck is when your car is the county landfill too. You can't really say to me you ought to stop doing this, that, or the third when you're still doing this, that, or the third. You can't hold me hostage in my past when you got a past that looks just like mine. I don't care what church you attend. I don't care what town you live in. I don't care how much you read the Bible. How many prayers you lift unto God? You are, if you will, fooling yourself if you think you're sinless. And I know there's at least a half a dozen of y'all in here that's saying this morning, I probably should have stayed home today to watch Joel Osteen teach a Sunday school lesson because he ain't talking to me. He must be talking about himself. Well, you're right part the way I am talking about me. But I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about all of us. Now, secondly, secondly, Dominique, Texas Taylor to teach us that not only, not only do we mess up when we say we don't sin, but secondly, I want you to see God's position today. Unlike most people, God forgives us of our sin. Y'all see it? Look at the text. Text 1 John 1, 9, where John says, but if we confess our sins, teach boy, he will forgive us. Of our, that's what it say, of our sin. Most people would never, Josiah, let you live down what you've done. I'm going to go to my grave being considered a great preacher, being considered a half-decent pastor. I'm going to go to my grave with those titles, but I'm also going to go to my grave, but you know. And I ain't going there alone. 
Because when Cooper buries you in the cemetery, in a Batesville or an Aurora, when that Escalade backs up to your door. You're going with the same testimony. He was a good plumber, but he was a good electrician, but he worked at the at the plant, but he was a good inspector, but he was a good son. He was a good. She was a good daughter, but 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 but. We live in a society of buts. And I ain't talking about B-U-T-T. I'm talking about B-U-T, the conjunction. We are all right, but. She can cook, but. He can clean a house, but. He can drink liquor, but. He don't never drink anything, but. She's a good wife, but. He's a good husband, but. He's been a good daughter, but. Don't you know some butts? You've got some cousins that are butts. You've got some brothers and sisters that are butts. You, you may have a mother or father that's a butt. You, you're sitting on the pew. And here's the thing. Here's the thing that's so challenging. Here's the thing that I, I really want y'all to get this morning. Even if it was not done directly to them, people will never ever forget what you did, nor will they forgive you of it. But I hear the Lord saying through the pen of John that if we are willing to tell God about our wrongs, he will forgive us. And somebody ought to shout right there. Because when mama won't forgive, God forgives. When daddy won't forgive, God, can I call the roll? When the first cousin, the second cousin, the third cousin, the, the fourth cousin that we don't know whether he's above the sheets or under the sheets, when they don't forgive, the God I serve will not only forgive us of our wrong. But he won't remember what we did. Nor will he hold it over our head. Didn't say he wasn't going to punish you. Didn't say you wouldn't pay for what you did. But we serve a God who forgives. Anybody just want to pause? Let fat boy catch his breath one time and just say, God, I thank you. That you forgave me of my sin. God, I thank you that you looked beyond my faults and saw my needs. God, I, I thank you. Should have been dead. Should have been sleeping in my grave. Should have been still locked up behind prison bars. But because of your forgiveness, that's the position God takes. That's not the position that we take. That's not the manner in which we deal with each other. Do you not realize that your family are, are worse in many occasions than folk who are outside of your bloodline? 
Do you know it's the family that will never understand, Miss Ruth, the decision that you may do? Do you know it's the family, I'm trying to help somebody, that you are in that never can comprehend, never can allow you to find your own way, that are always criticizing, always ostracizing, always saying why? And we ain't got time to talk about the number of people that say, how did she get that? I'm so tired. I'm on metal now because I know I got the right folk on the Facebook. I'm on metal. I'm so tired of hearing about what Camilla Harris did to get where she is. When I'm trying to figure out a way I can really clean it up and say it. When, when, when white folks been doing it for years. She ain't the first woman. If she did it, I don't know. I wasn't the pillar, nor was I the boast, the post, or whatever y'all say. I wasn't either one. Never been there, never met her. But guess what? She ain't the first. And she ain't going to be the last. And if that's all you can find to talk about her, you need to find something else. Because every one of us got at least one family member that'll do anything to get back. And some of us have been the beneficiaries of what they did. God forgives us of our sin. Do y'all know why? Have you ever just stopped in the midst of your pity party and asked why would God be the kind of God that would, because it seems to me, theologically speaking, that he would act just like we do. But here's the thing. God forgives us of our wrong. Because he's a loving God. For the note takers, that's a good note. God forgives us not only because he's loving, but because he's merciful. God forgives us not only because he's loving and merciful, but because he's kind. God forgives us not only because he's loving and merciful and kind, but he forgives us because he's just that kind of God. And you ought to be glad. You ought to be glad that we can do what the text says, that we can trust him. We can trust that he's going to do what we need him to do. We ought to be glad that we can trust him, that when we go to him in sincerity, he says, don't worry about it already. Knew before you were born that that's what you were going to do, that that's what you were going to be. I knew it before I shaped you in your Imai Degu. I knew before I put you here that you we're going to fall short in 2020. Don't you worry. You just asked me to create in you a clean heart. You just asked me to forgive you. You just asked me to do what I do best and that is look beyond your wrong and see what you really need and after you've asked me to forgive you, after you've asked me to, to, to take you back, after you've asked me to allow 
told you to come back into the fold. Watch me bless you. Watch me elevate you. Watch me use your life as a testimony to somebody else that if I did it for you, I'll do it for them. So, that boy got to catch his breath again. What do you need God? What do you need God to do for you? What do you need? What? Real talk. What, what sin are you struggling with? What, what monkey is on your back? What gorilla are you total? What elephant is in your room? What secret are you keeping that, that you don't understand, that you don't know how to deal with? I thank God for the hymns because there's one that comes to mind. Just tell Jesus. Tell him all trials greatly, Ola, and trials small. He'll help you share them. He will help you bear them. Just tell anybody want to tell him. Anybody want to say, God, I, I'm a sinner, God. I'm not well, God. I've messed up, God. I've fallen short, God. I'm not being a good this. I'm not being a good that. Create in me what can wash away my sin. Nothing but the blood. No friend can do it. No, no doctor can do it. No counselor can do it. Ain't nothing wrong with getting some counseling. Ain't nothing wrong with laying on somebody's couch. They'll help you. But they can't do for you what God can. Look at verse 9. Look at verse 9. Verse 9 says, he will cleanse us. He will cleanse us. That ought to tell some of y'all something right there. It just ain't me wrong. He'll cleanse us from, watch this, all the wrongs we've done. Somebody missed that. Let me read it again. He'll cleanse us, you and me, regardless of age, regardless of color, regardless of nationality. Because here's the thing that I need you to understand. Everybody's got some sin. There's no color in sin. Racism has no place in sin. There's no black sin or white sin. Sin, say it again from help me out. Sin is what? What you say? Sin is sin so when you come in here you you have no right to look down on anybody because their sin ain't no bigger you 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 have no right to get around the altar whenever we get back around the altar to, to say i'm not gonna stand beside them because of this you have no right to do that you, you have no, no credibility. You have nothing to stand on to say I'm not going to sing on the choir beside her because she's a sinner. You're a sinner too. I'm not going to serve in the kitchen with her or with him because he's a sinner. You're a sinner too. 
I'm not going to sit on the side of the aisle with them because you know what they do. You do something too. The only problem with them is they weren't slick as you are to not get caught. Some of us just learn how to outslick somebody else and so you can't see. Somebody bought a car and got incognito. Somebody switched up a house. Somebody put on a wig. Somebody pulled down the hat in the casino. Yeah, I'm out there this morning. With a cup in one hand, the lever in the other, and a Nike ball cap pulled down with shades on because I'm a trustee in the Lord's church and I don't want nobody. I'm a digging this in the large church and I don't need nobody. Y'all stop looking all crazy because you done been somewhere and didn't want nobody. You done been right in the wine rack store, right in the wine rack store. Give me 20 on pump five. And you look around and you shove that Moscato up on that counter. Come on, come on, don't get holy now like you didn't do it. And a six pack. And you heard up, looking around, praying. Ain't nobody see you. But do you not realize it ain't no matter about, I see, I love it when I go in the store. And I don't know why folk do me like this. I'm probably one of the coolest pastors you ever find. I don't know why, but when I go in the store, people in the diggers, trustees, and they're in the lottery line, and they hey, pastor, how you doing? <laughs> and you know what I do? I say, hey, if you win some of that, bring it by my house. <laughs> you ain't got to hide from me. I ain't got no, I ain't got no heaven or hell to put you in. I don't care. <laughs> I, 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 I don't have no place to go for you. I'm, I'm not a judgmental guy. I don't care. You do what you do. But just know God sees you. It ain't no matter about me seeing you. God sees you. Now if I had time, I'd really, Dominique, mess with our theology and talk about how some things we think is a sin, but it really ain't a sin. But I ain't going to mess nobody up today like that. Look at what it says. He will cleanse us from all the wrongs. Everything we've done, we serve a God who will clean us up. There's no sin too big for God. There's no sin too small for God. There's no sin too deep that God cannot get to to clean us up and he'll do it. Matter of fact, I'm looking at some 50-year-olds that when they were 25, the testimony they have this morning is not the testimony they had 25 years ago. 
Matter of fact, I'm looking at some 75 and 85 year olds that when they were my age, 44, 45, they didn't have the same. They wasn't sitting in Ebenezer with a pink dress on or a pink dress shirt on. They were somewhere else just getting in from doing something else. I'm looking at some folk that is not what they used to be, but their testimony is through many dangers, toils, and snares. And we serve a God today. We serve a God that'll clean you up. Sister Law, every problem, every wrong, every addiction, everything that we are hooked on, God can unhook us. I'm getting older now. Dominic, let's get ready to get out of here, get this last part. I'm getting older. And so I don't work by myself as much as I used to. But every now and then, Josiah, I'll unhook one piece of equipment and I'll hook up to something else. And because I'm knocking on 305, I'm knocking. It won't let me in, and I'm glad it won't, but I'm knocking on the door. It gets a little hard sometimes to move stuff and slide stuff. So I got two good men that helped me. Father and son, they helped me and they helped me move what I can't move. But you know what I like about God? God don't need no help unhooking us from that which we are hooked to. God does not need any help to push anything out of the way or to pull anything out of the way. He just takes his divine hand and lays it on that which he no longer wants us to be in and he moves it. Every wrong we've done and every problem, none of it's too hard for God. He can and he will clean us Y'all remember when he cleaned you up? Do, do you remember when you were sinking deep in sin? Do you remember when you were far from the peaceful shore? Do you remember when you were very deeply stained within? You got to listen to the words, Roof of the Hymn, sinking to rise. But look what it says. Look at the transition here. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. In other words, he heard me when I prayed to him. And from the waters of sin, from the waters of addiction, from the waters of trouble, from, I'm going to get on somebody's pew, from the waters of pain, from the waters of mental uh, inability, from the waters of low income and no income, from the waters of things that was not pleasing to God, he lifted me. But now, safe. Safe. Thirdly, and I'm done. Thirdly, we can't, we cannot say we have no sin because when we say that we've already sinned, we've got to understand that God will forgive us and wash us and cleanse us and clean us up. But finally, 
we can never forget the transformative nature of God. We can't forget it. We've got to forget some things. We've got to forget what got us to this point after the Lord delivers us. But we can't forget the power that God has to transform us. Look at the text, Dominique. Then come on, let's go home. Verse 10. If we say we have no, if we say we have not sinned, we make God a liar. And we do not accept his teachings. Transformative change cannot come if we are not willing to admit that there is a need for some change in our lives. And I want to leave you now. I want to leave you by just suggesting to you that you need to change. I want to lose. I want to leave you today. Thank you for your indulgence. Thank you for not taking the tape off the pews. Thank you for being socially distant. Thank you for being obedient to this that we're trying to do to keep you safe. But transformation cannot come if you're not willing to let the Lord change you. Well, Palmer, how can I get on the road of transformation? Look at what the text says. The text says, if we do not accept the teachings of God, what is the teachings of God? The teachings of God is found in the word of God. The word that you read daily. The word that serves as a light to our path and a lamp in dark places. The word that serves and reminds us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. The sacred instruction that you get not only at this hour, but the sacred instruction that you get daily when you study the word. Come here, Bible scholars. What does the word say? Study to show thyself approved. My brothers and sisters, if you want to be changed, if you want to be transformed, if you want to be lifted out of your pit of despair, if you want to be lifted up out of what you are dealing with, you've got to learn how to follow the teachings of God. What does God say? God says that he is the good shepherd. What does God say? God says that in the year King Uzzah died, I also saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. What does the Lord say in his sacred instruction that be not weary in well-doing? For in due season you'll reap if you faint not. What does the sacred instruction teach us? You're going to reap 
what you sow. What does the sacred instruction teach us? Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me, in my Father's house. Many mansions, if it was not so, I would not have told you. What else does it say? After you've gotten through sinning, after I've forgiven you, I'm going to prepare a place for you that once I forgive you, I'm going to bring you back with me. My brothers and sisters, we all got some sin. It ain't none of us fit to judge nobody. Ain't none of us Fit to look down on nobody. Ain't none of us fit to cast or crucify nobody. But I serve a God today that can look beyond our sin. I serve a God today that can look beyond our sorrow. I serve a God today that can look beyond our shortcomings and see us who we are and when he sees us for who we are he doesn't stop loving us he doesn't stop looking out for us Nick he doesn't stop keeping his hand on us he doesn't stop making ways out of no ways don't you remember when you were in sin but you never was hungry don't you remember when you wasn't living right but you never was thirsty don't you remember when you wasn't treating folk right, but God kept you in a job? Don't you remember when you didn't have two dimes to rub together? Bad check here, bad check there, bad check everywhere, but your children never were hungry. Your children never was thirsty every time the 25th of December came. Your children had what they needed. Anybody remember? When you wasn't doing what you were supposed to do, God kept on making a way. God kept on bearing your burdens. God kept on making things all right. God kept on doing what you could not do. When you wasn't smart enough, when you wasn't quick enough, when you wasn't saved enough, God Look beyond your sin. Do you remember when he looked beyond your sin? Do you remember when he looked beyond your mistakes? Do you remember when he looked beyond your shortcomings? Do you remember when he looked beyond your mess and he kept on elevating you, kept on saving you, kept on washing you clean, kept on pushing you forward? Everybody else was pushing you down but God kept on pushing you forward everybody else was trying to hold you back but God kept on pushing you forward I've seen the lightning flash I've heard the thunder roll I've felt sin breakers dashing trying to conquer my soul but I heard I said, I heard, anybody heard the voice of Jesus telling us to still fight on. For he promised 
Come on, let's celebrate it. For he promised in the morning. He promised at lunchtime. He promised on our sick bed. He promised even in our sinful nature. He promised, he promised on Monday when the hellhounds are raging. He promised on Tuesday when bills were behind and credit was jacked up. He promised on Wednesday when I couldn't get over the hump. He promised on Thursday when I couldn't see my way through. He promised on Friday when my friends walked out on me. He promised on Saturday when shopping was not an option. He promised on Sunday when I was too embarrassed to lift my hand. What did he do? He promised never even in sin, never even in disappointment, never even in shame, never even in sorrow. He promised, yes he did, he promised, I know you can't shake nobody's hand, but why don't you take your little hand, find you somebody, and just wave to him and say he promised, wave to him, say he promised, good night sweet children, see you next Sunday, but he promised never, never ever, never, never, never ever, ever, now I lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my old soul to take. If I get there, or if you get there before I do, I got news for you. I got a news flash, and it's not fake news. I got a news flash, and I didn't get it in the street. I got a news flash, and nobody didn't tell me. But if you get there, if he forgives you and takes you back before he forgives me and takes me back, I got news for you. You can't crown him. You can't crown him. You can't put a crown on him until I get there. When all God's children get together, what a time, what a time. When all of these sinful children get together, we are going to look back over all of our sin. We're going to look back over all of our mistakes. We're going to look back over all of our wrongs. And we're going to ask the question that Aretha asked. How, 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 how did I? How did I? How did I? How did I make it?
the toes and says, how, how did I, how did I make it through trial and tribulation? How, how did I, how did I do it when nobody else could do it? My soul, my soul, my soul is going to look back and wonder how did I get out of this sin? How did I get out of this sorrow? How did I get out of this pain? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he heal you? Won't he forgive you? Won't he wash you? Won't he cleanse you? Won't he make a way? Have you ever been in sin? Didn't the Lord, didn't the Lord, didn't the Lord turn it around? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he, won't he, won't he? Won't he, won't he, won't he? Won't he do it? Won't he fight your battle? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? It is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he will. I see y'all sitting there. I see y'all sitting like bumps on a log. But you ought to remember in your mind when you were in sin, you ought to remember in your mind when you was not living right you ought to remember in your mind when the lord yeah 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 can't nobody do me like jesus can't nobody rock me like jesus can't nobody hold me like jesus won't he hold you? Won't he rock you? Rock with me. Roll with me. Keep on rocking me. Rock me till I get free from sin. Rock me until the evil comes out. Rock me until I get delivered from depression. Rock me until I stop crying myself to sleep. Rock me until I love my children. Rock me till I treat my neighbor right. Rock me, cleanse me, hold me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what's the matter with him? He's all right, he's all right. Come on, let's celebrate him. Don't you remember when you didn't have anything? You were living in sin, but the Lord, but the Lord, but the Lord, but the Lord made a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
somebody's forgotten how messed up you really was. I think somebody's forgotten where you used to hang out. I think somebody in here has forgotten. I think you think that we don't know because we didn't run in the same circle. But why don't you think about it in your own mind? Where the Lord brought you from. Where the Lord delivered you from. Where the Lord kept you out of. Mama said no, but you went anyway. But God, but God, Daddy said no, but you did it anyway. You got a heavenly father that watches. Yeah, yes. Stand all over the church, I'm done. I ain't gonna mess with you no more. 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 I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. Don't you remember when you just couldn't help yourself? But now you can't help yourself praising the Lord. You can't help yourself lifting your little hand. Matter of fact, let's show the devil. Lift that little hand. Throw your head back and say, God. I thank you for forgiving me of my sin. Now give God a praise. I said give God. Somebody, somebody ought to praise him. Don't stop because I ain't doing nothing. But your mind ought to go back. You ought to go back in your memory bank and pull up and utter up a praise unto the Lord for all his benefits. I will lift my hands. I will lift my voice. I will lift my voice because he is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Door of the Lord's house. Door of the Lord's house is open. I'm calling all sinners. Put your mask on. I'm calling all sinners to the front. If you're not saved, if you're living in sin, if you're not satisfied, if you are without a church home, if you have no church affiliation, two hours, come down one of them, and we'll lead you to Christ.
when Ebenezer talks Sunday conversations with Pastor Milton Bunting.